Welcome to the last ATP Tennis Radio podcast of the year. I'm Seb Lozier and this week, well, let's just say we all have a bit of fun to round off 2018. There are two halves to this week's show, both featuring seasoned tennis journalist Chris Bowers, biographer of both Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic, among others. At the recent NITO ATP finals, Chris challenged the rest of the commentary team to a quiz on the history of the finals. Very excited, producer Russell chose the music. Chris wrote the quiz, we re-anointed him Quiz Bowers and he responded by asking us to name our teams and that is where we pick it up. And we've got our commentators in two teams and uh, my first question to them is to know what their team name is. Now in one team, in the left corner, we have Gigi Salmon, Naomi Cavaday, and Barry Cowan. Gigi, are you the team captain? And if you are, tell me your team name. Uh, I've handed that responsibility over to Barry Cowan. Barry, your team name is? Rogers Dodgers. Rogers Bodgers. Uh, Rogers Bodgers. We're not dodging, I'm, we're bodging. I'm, I messed up all there. <laughs> so we you, might change R- our team captain, Rogers, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so who's got, who's got the good handwriting? Rogers Bodgers. Rogers Bodgers. Yes. Very good. Okay, and the other team is made up of Peter Mercato, Miles yes. McLagan, and Seb Lozier. T- Peter, are you the team captain? Oh, look, why not? Well, I'll the, be the captain of this team. You're the loudest. So uh, <laughs> um, what's your team name? Our team is Full Metal Racket. Full metal. Come on, team, bring it in. Bring it Very in, bring good. it in. One, two, three. Yay! All right, okay, that was the start of a Mexican wave in an empty stadium. Okay, that works in some <laughs> respects, but not maybe in this one. Right, okay, I have 12 questions for you, and if necessary, I have a tie break, and I'm going to give six to each team. If the team doesn't get it right, we will offer the question to the other team. And knowing these contestants, if they don't know the answer, the chances are they'll make something up. Right, we're going to start with Full Metal Racket, oh, Peter's yes. team. Yay! Yay! Well, Right. Come on. In the 1990s, this tournament was held at two German venues, Frankfurt and Hanover. How many years was it in Frankfurt <laughs> and how many years was it in Hanover? And I need the correct answer for both for you to get your point here. So I'm looking at Miles. Let's, let's throw this around a little bit, shall we? We've got time to think about this, don't we? There's no clock. Not, not forever, but we'll give you a little Why? bit of time. I think it doesn't start. We haven't got an, an hour, hour and 23 please. minutes. Let's Can you put your phone down, please, Peter? No. Yeah, no phones here. No, I know, I know there are a couple of laptops oh, in yes, commentary boxes. So, um, how long overall? So I, I need two numbers that add up to ten because it was ten years in the nineties. Yes. 1990 to 1999 inclusive. So six and four. Have to hurry, you uh, full metal racket. Yeah, go with it. Yeah. All right, we'll go six and four. Is the correct answer? Oh, Frank, right. cop that. Put that up there. <laughs> the, the Frankfurt Festhalle, 1990 to 95, and then from 96 to 99 in the ex, uh, Exposition Hall in Hanover. We're even getting a round of applause from uh, Bear Moo who came walking past you. That's how good we are. Cop well, that up there. If the, uh, <laughs> if the, I need to question. lean back now so Easy I can question. look at the computer. If the Mexican wave doesn't work, you're not going to get much applause. I think the, the QED. Right, uh, first question to Rogers Bodgers, Gigi's team. <laughs> Come on, Rogers. In, Come on. Bodgers. In the 2000s, this tournament became the Tennis Masters Cup for nine years, but what did a bed or beds 
have to do with the 2003 and 2004 stagings of the Tennis Masters Cup? Well, that was uh, in Houston, wasn't it? Because the tournament owner or tournament director had a mattress company and his name was, was it McIntyre? Hang on, can we steal this? We know the no, answer. No, 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 we're, no, no, we're no, discussing. No, no, no. The pressure on. Come on, how, yeah. how, long, how, many, how long did you get Mattress, to it was uh, yeah, Big Mac Mattress, wasn't it? Yeah, and he owned a mattress, mattress bed yes. company. Yeah. yeah, that was it. In Houston. It's a bit woolly. I think, yeah. I think we're going to have to give them that one. That's, that's oh, come on. Yes, no, 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 that's definitely um, uh, one point for... And you're jealous, Miles, because you were there, so you would have known that answer. Mattress Mac The principal sponsor was a bedding magnet who was known as Mattress Mac. His real name was not McIntyre Barry, but not bad, Jim McInvale, uh, the founder and proprietor of Gallery Furniture. He was the sponsor of the tournament for the two years it was in Houston. So that's pretty good. It's 1 1. So, full metal racket. So, just to be clear, if we get the first three letters of the answer right, that's good enough, is it? I think mattress has got more than three letters in it, Miles. <laughs> oh dear, I think, I think we're going to have to uh, call for Hawkeye on this one. Right, so a question. You've put all the really competitive people together. I Chris. have, haven't I? Yes, it's very, very clear. So, Full Metal Racket, your question is What was remarkable about the way the 1988 tournament at Madison Square Garden ended? What was remarkable? We know that. No, I think, about was, I think there was a bomb scare. Buzzing maybe. in. We know that. Buzzing we got in. It. That's wrong. We know that. Full, uh -uh. full metal racket, you're under pressure because uh -uh. Rogers Bodgers think they know the answer. One of Rogers Bodgers is dancing. Um, <laughs> where should we go? go TikTok. Well, hang on. We're, we're going to give uh, mean, hang full on? metal racket the chance to. <laughs> I know you know it. <laughs> if you were quiet for like 10 seconds up there, we'd be able to actually think. I can't even hear myself think. <laughs> Which is remarkably is probably you can have as long as you want. It's not going to help. I'm going to okay. say that there, there was a bomb scare. That is a very creative answer, and it is wrong. Over to you, Naomi Cavaday. Yes. Uh, the remarkable thing that happened was that it was won on a dead net cord. That is correct. Hey! It was Bo Boris Becker against Ivan Lendl. It was the <laughs> fifth set. It was in the tiebreak. It was 6-5 to Becker. And would you believe it was a 37-stroke rally? And on the 37th stroke, Becker hit the ball. Lendl was on the baseline. It dribbled over. Can I let you in on a... Go on, tell, tell us. Yeah, it's, it's the only answer Naomi knows. <laughs> oh. <laughs> couldn't, uh, couldn't get that quick enough on Google, could you, Naomi? <laughs> That was the only thing she was saying for the last five minutes before we started yeah, the quiz. She quest. kept saying, what year was it? What year <laughs> was, was it? And then Chris gave us the year yeah, and the I question. Know. I was trying to figure out what okay. year it was. Well, there you go, Naomi. You've justified your place on the team. Awesome. Right. So, Rogers Bodger's <laughs> question here. Which was the last year to have a best of five sets final? Now, you can answer this either, which was the last scheduled year or which was the last year when the final went to five sets. I, I will take either, as long as you know which you're answering. Well, so, that's confused me well we question. talked about it. Talk we I did. can't it's remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said to my team, I said, I think that'll be an, a question. Uh, yeah. And why, I, why is Seb wait, looking down at his you, feet where that little booklet is with all it, the information it? on? Seb, I think Seb you should look no forward. Seb has no say in this if you get it right. Did yeah. I say? Yeah, yeah. come on. I think you should look forward, no. Seb. Well, I, I think you should look at your team. Yeah, that one. I think I need to keep an eye on you. Yeah. 2007. And was that the last year there was a five-set final or was that the last year there was a scheduled one? Last time it was played. Was a, it was played as in a five-set final. Is incorrect. Oh, no! Steel time. I will offer it to um, Full Metal Racket. Well, now Seb's looked at his notes. They should get this. I haven't looked at my notes. 
Come on, quick, guys. 2005. Uh, well, and what was that? Was that the last time that the final went to five, or was the last time it was last scheduled? Last time was the best of five. I think uh, I remember Federer. I think he beat Hewitt or Safin in the final in Houston. Um, I don't think it was ever best of five in <laughs> Shanghai, was it? Sounds like a no. Okay, well, I don't think I, you can I, ask questions. I'm not, I'm not going to give you uh, give either of you that because uh, Miles was closest, but because uh, you're right, Miles, it was a five-set final in 2005, but that was in Shanghai, and it was uh, Nalbandian beating Federer. Um, but the last scheduled best of five set final was 2007. So, Barry, if you'd actually said it was the scheduled, you'd have had the point there. Oh. Oh. So, there we go. Oh. So when, oh. was, when was that's what we meant? When was the actual time, last it one? It was actual five set final. The last... Best of five set final was 2007. Oh, Chris, you meant that it went to five that's sets. That's exactly oh, what I well, said. We oh. didn't. We didn't. Oh. Oh. No. no. Sorry. We no. We 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 move on. We thought, hang on a minute. Okay, 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 okay. That was very. We're, we're going to rename the quiz. Right, Chris. the next team for Full um, Metal Racket yes. is who holds the record number of doubles titles at this event and how many did this pair win? It's a pair. It's not the Bryans, They won a ridiculous... It's McEnroe and Fleming. Right, and how many did they win? Seven or eight, but I'm going to say eight. Well, you can have half a point for that because it was seven. Ah, that was good. Why, why did we not get the chance? Because it was only a half a point by that stage. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yes. Can so we make it up as by, we go. By along? the way, can right. I make a request? Go on. Yeah. Because the pressure's getting to me. I need a towel. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, tonight. As long as it's in a box. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I hope you're not going to ask some uh, studio technician no, to pass it to you. No, definitely not. No. Okay. Right. So here's a question for Rogers Bodgers. In its 48-year history, this is the 49th stages. We've had 48 completed that was the tournaments. Only I knew was when it started. In the 48-year history of the tournament, <laughs> it's only been played outdoors three times. When and where? All three. Uh, you want all three? Can we well, get six points for that? You, you, you can have a point per place. Well, okay. I'll tell you, it's two venues and three years. And if you get the two venues, you can have one point. And if you get the three years, you can, so you can have half a point. And if you get the so three two venues. Years, Chris, you've got to simplify well, these questions. Houston. We're dealing we with semi-final yep. scenarios. Okay. Definitely Houston. All right. Which was 03 and 04, wasn't Cor it? Correct. Well, you'd guaranteed half a point. Yeah. And there was one other. If you get both the place and the year, you can have the other half point. No. Sure no. I've just picked a venue. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, be it's better than <laughs> what Gigi and I have contributed. Go on. Uh, no. Uh, Can we pick a better yeah, venue, it's got people? To be, it's got to be that, then, because I can't think of another one. I can't. We'll, uh, we'll go all the way back to Tokyo. No, that's a good answer, actually, because uh, the Ariaki Stadium in Tokyo has a retractable roof, but that was indoors, as in fact, the retractable roof also on the Shanghai Stadium, the Kijong oh, Stadium. Oh, I should know that. But, but, oh, but, yeah. but, but, okay. they were all played indoors. The only outdoor one other than Houston was 1974 in Melbourne. Ah. Ah. Yeah. So that's what we had. I thought, did we not get a go at that? No, it's no only half because it's only half a point. Remember, Miles. So after six questions, a halfway mark, it's two points for Rogers Bodgers and one and a Ooh. half for Full Metal oh, yeah. Rackets. Oh, yeah. Okay, Full Metal Racket. Yes. When Boris Becker won the 1992 staging of the event in Frankfurt, he received the trophy, the winner's check, and what else at the ceremony? When Boris Becker won the 1992 staging guess. of the event in Frankfurt, he received at the ceremony the trophy, the winner's check, and what else? I'm thinking, I'm thinking car. I'm thinking we're car. Yeah. We'll go down. We're going, you, you've got a car. 
Well, you, you got you got the half point for Houston, two thousand three and two thousand four on that one. What? Yeah, yeah, no, that was uh, that was where you got your half point in the last uh, last match. Yeah. In the last game. So, anyway, we're on to the next question now. Boris Becker. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-two. A car. A car. A, a car. A car. What do you think your, I said? Is that your answer? What do you think I said? A Mercedes car. Okay, uh, that is not the correct answer, and therefore I can throw it over to Rogers Bodgers. Could you repeat the question, please, Chris? Oh. Dear. oh. When Boris Becker won the 1992 staging of the event yeah. in Frankfurt, he received the trophy, the winner's check, and what else? You can hear the tapping of the keys. <laughs> I need to tap louder. <laughs> uh, it's got to be something quite out there then, hasn't it? Or is it simply just be a watch? No. Um, do you think they would have tried? Do you remember that the Antwerp tournament when he used to do a diamond-studded racket? Do you think they would have tried, the Germans tried to compete with the... I'm going to give you 10 more seconds on this. For a car with Germany. Yeah. There's been cows in Switzerland. Yeah. I don't think it was an animal. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go, yeah. go, go for Diamond studded racket. Okay, diamond studded racket is a good guess, but you're right about Antwerp. It's not the right about Boris Becker. You're thinking along the wrong lines. Boris Becker's birthday is the 22nd of November, which happened to be the ah. finals day. So oh. he was given a, a birthday, birthday cake. cake. Oh. Good yes. question. Yeah. I like that one. Good question. Right, question for Rogers Bodgers. What did these three winners have in common? Pete Sampras in 1999, Gustavo Curtin in 2000, and Novak Djokovic in 2015. What did these three winners have in common? Pete Sampras in 99, Gustavo Curtin in 2000, and Novak Djokovic in 2015. Do you remember 2015, Barry? He's not that old. Didn't... <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember the year. <laughs> Anything about it. Uh, was it something like, did they beat, did he he not Federer. lose a set? I'm or sure he beat did, did he without, lose two matches and come through no. and win? Win it or? without dropping a set, the title? Maybe he won it without dropping a set, set. yes. That's probably oh, that would be good. The, my favourite yeah. guess. Let's so, go with that. Let's yeah. go with that. Is that your answer? Yeah. yeah. It is wrong, which means we throw it over to Full Metal Racket. Sorry, we're back. just conferring here, uh, folks. What was, just what, was what was their guess? Their guess was they all won without dropping a set, and that was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Became world number one. All right, go with that. I think they, they became world number one by winning that match. It's also wrong. Oh. The answer is that they all lost their first match in the round robin stage, but went on to win the title. Oh. Oh. I was going to say, like Roger Federer has done yeah, this year, so might be able to turn it around and win. So, break point, break point missed there by Full Metal Racket. This is a question for Full Metal Racket. Oh, yes. The doubles tournament started the same year as the singles at the same event. That was Tokyo in 1970, but was then held separately for many years. When did it rejoin the singles event? What ah, year now, did it rejoin the singles event? Because I remember, if I remember correctly, Miles, in Sydney it was without the doubles line, so it has to be after that, I would say. Houston, what, what did it say the first year in Houston was? Yeah, 2001. 202, 201, 202? 201, I think. Go, on, go, go with it, Sip. 2001 in Houston. Uh, that 2001 is the wrong answer. I can throw it upstairs to uh, Rogers Bodgers. Houston. So, so Houston's Obviously, right. Obviously, Houston's right. Houston's right. <laughs> well, it was 03 and 04, wasn't it, Houston? So what's your answer? Go with that, then. Yeah. Which one? 03. 03. 03. 03 is correct. Oh, yes. Yes. We did the heavy lifting for you. <laughs> you did a bit. But, heavy uh, lifting. That's the thing about having open mic conferring. You can give your 
uh, your opponents a lot of options for the answer. All right, we're going to turn the mic off next right. time then. Uh, next question, which is for Rogers Bodgers. The 2009 tournament was the first one here and became remarkable for a mathematical and rules-based oh. maelstrom on the final day of group matches. Which three players were involved and how was it eventually decided? And I can tell you, Rogers Bodgers, you get this wrong, Full Metal Racket will most assuredly pick up the half point. We're silent. Well, we know we're, we're silent. silent. We agreed on this. I, I agree on this one. Yeah. Ah, 100%. yes, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, team captain Barry Cowan, off you go. Three names. Federer, Del Potro and Murray. Go on, and how was it eventually decided? Well, by one game. Del Potro was left waiting on the court, hitting with Aguero. And, uh, yeah, he won by one game, Del Potro, which meant Murray, unfortunately, was not allowed to get through the that, semi-finals. That is, that is the correct answer. Um, Federer, Murray and Del Potro could all qualify. Murray beat Vadasco in three, which meant Federer had to win a set against Del Potro to qualify. And if he lost in three, Murray's chances would have depended on how many games Federer won. By the time Federer and Del Potro went into the final set, Federer needed four games for Murray to go through, but Del Potro won it 6-3, so he went through at Murray's expense on game percentage. And I think, Miles, you remember that very clearly, don't you? I do, yeah. We, um, and what I remember about that is, is he was up against Verdasco in the group matches easily. He was like set in 5-2 or something and ended up losing that set in 1-3, and three, and that would have cleared it all up. But, I mean, we, we kind of knew a long time before. We don't know why it took so long to be yeah. confirmed. But, well, yeah, that's, okay. That's good. Although, also, I don't know if they should get their point, because I don't think it was Aguero, it was Tevez that it he was, was hitting. Tevez. Was it Tevez? Yeah. But so that wasn't part of the okay. question. We've got two that's more questions. Well, one if you're going to give incorrect information, I mean... <laughs> get a point right. for this, it's part of it's all this knowledge. Final it's part question, of our job. Final question for Full Metal Racket. Yeah. Two sets of brothers have won the doubles title. One together, the other separately. The pair that have won the title together are, of course, the Bryans. Which brothers won it with other partners? Can I make... <laughs> that's, that's so unfair. That's such an unfair question. <laughs> Can you whack this up on the... Oh, come, come on. on. Come on, Full Metal Racket. So, hang on. So, we're going for a set of brothers, but they won with separate partners. Correct. Oh, uh, ah, uh, could we? Yeah, I'm Hang thinking, on, is yeah. it that one? Record row? Did Patrick McEnroe win it? I'm pretty, sure he, I'm pretty sure he had it. What do you think, Miles? Yeah, I mean, the Wilkinsons were a good team, but this is his open mic, we shouldn't be giving it away, but uh, it's got the McEnroe's. We reckon the McEnroe's. You are correct. Hey, finally! John won, it with, John won it with Peter Fleming, as we know. Patrick won it with Jim Grab in 1989. So, uh, that takes you to two and a half, but this, um, serving <laughs> for the match, Rogers Bodgers serving for the match. Oh, pressure. If you, if you get this right, you are the winners. The 2001 event took place at one of the Olympic venues in Sydney, but that wasn't the original venue. In fact, Sydney stepped in when organizational problems afflicted the original choice. Which city was the original choice for the 2001 Tennis Masters Cup? Get, get this right <laughs> and it's yours. Ah, uh, it's gone quiet. Well, mm. no, we, we just don't sort of say the answers in a... No, well... Okay. Or was it? Uh, oh. I don't like the or was it. <laughs> the sound of balls being hit in the background. Oh. Is Kevin Anderson oh. warming oh, up I for his match? I don't know. I, I can't, know. I can't. I can't I'd, I'd be, what I'd, year was it, Chris? 2001. I have a feeling... Which and where did it end up being? It ended up in Sydney. Sydney. Because the following year was that city. I'm sure. Right, right. Okay, I have to hurry you here because we're running out of time. Should we go for, for that quiz. one? Yeah, give it a crack. Lisbon. 
incorrect. Oh. So, you have two and a half points, and Full Metal Racket have two and a half, so... I thought we had more than two and a half. We've definitely got more than two and a half. You got, I think you're adding up sorry. needs working. Yes, yes you, got, you got three and a half. So Thank you very much. Thank you. To, make it, to make it a mere half-point victory, that, uh, Full Metal Racket, go on. So can you re repeat the question? Oh, our, come our, on. Mics are, our mics are in and out here. 2001 in and out. Uh, the 2001 event took place in Sydney, but that wasn't the original venue. What was? Which global city was? Mars, are you just rattling off every place you think of? <laughs> every place it's been to. Yes. Oh, so I went to Rio. No, no, no. Is it fair that they're having longer to answer, answer gonna, it than I'm we? Does them. it really matter I'm in the end? <laughs> no. Yes, it Come does. Come on then, I need to rush you. Go, 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 go. Johannesburg is incorrect. What was it? The answer was Sao Paulo. Oh, I told you! The same organisation... I told you! Hang on, the same organisation was given the 2000 event in Lisbon and the 2001 event in Sao Paulo, but they ran into difficulties after a brilliant 2000. It was fantastic oh. in Lisbon, but they ran into difficulties in early 2001. Oh, good question. And Sydney yeah. was the replacement. Oh, I told you! So <laughs> that means the final score is Rogers Bodgers three and a half, Full Metal Racket two. Done. We don't well need done. the tie-break question, and I can declare that... What is the tie-break question? Shall we have the tie-break yeah. question anyway? Yeah. All right. While we're okay. all here. Very quickly, then. And you have to say, the person who shouts out first gets to answer. Yes, so right. how about Fair that? enough. How, how, many, uh, how many different singles winners... How many different singles winners have there been since the event began? And as it began in 1970, there have been 48 stagings, but of course there have been multiple winners. So how many different singles winners have there been? And any answers over 48 will... Um, We'll be disqualified, yes. We've lost a member of our team, just to say. Okay, well... We're down to two. Okay. I'm rush you for a guess. Come on. Intelligent guess. How many samples? I think... I'm just going to give them a number. Got a buzz in, remember? Go on, then. You just shout out. Uh, tell me when you've both got your numbers, and then you can do it at the same time. Have you got your number, uh, uh, Rogers Bodgers? Hang on, hang on. Full metal Okay, rankings? we've got ours. Yep, okay. yep, yep. Yeah, we got yeah, ours. We got okay, us. right. Go on. Uh, Rogers Bodgers? 22. 22. And uh, Full Metal Racket? 21. Uh, well, that's very good. And it's uh, Rogers Bodgers who are correct. <laughs> oh, no! Made, made up of Roger Federer, no. won, Roger Federer won six, four uh, players won, uh, three players won five, Lendl, Sampras and Djokovic, Nastasi won four, McEnroe and Becker won three, Borg and Hewitt won two, and the 13 players won one. Stan Smith, Guillermo Vilas, Manuel Arantes, Jimmy Connors, Stefan Edberg, Andre Agassi, Michael Stich, Alex Karecha, Gustavo Curtin, David Nalbandian, Nikolai Davidenko, Andy Murray, and Grigor Dimitrov. And that ends the ATP Finals quiz. Yay! Congratulations. Boo. Begrudgingly well. Boo. Oh. Boo. Chris, quick, quick one for you. Go on. Um, you'll probably know this because you, you know everything, obviously. Um, four, four players who won this finals but never won a Grand Slam. Uh, Davidenko will be one. Dimitrov will be one. Nalbandian will be one. Oh, he's on a roll and now. I suspect Karecha. Very good. Hey. Wow. Well done, Quizmaster. Very impressive. Well played, everyone. Well done. Fine. Where are we going now? Lunch, I think, was where we went after that. Begrudgingly well done to Rogers Bodgers, Gigi Salmon, Naomi Cavaday, and Barry Cowan. And the runners up, Full Metal Racket, were Peter Mercato, Miles McLagan, and myself, Seb Lozier. That quiz, more difficult than we thought it would be. So, fortunately, 
we all had the chance for revenge when the tables were turned and Chris became the very first contestant to play ATP Tennis Radio Mastermind. We all chipped in with two questions each on his specialist subject, which was... Well, I've said Roger Federer. You've said, and how... You, you don't look confident, but I'm sure... Well, I don't know what you're going to ask me. I mean, if this was the sort of based on the uh, original British television series Mastermind, I would know that there would be an easy one to start, and then it would get fairly sort of um, solid for two minutes. But um, knowing who the question masters are, um, my sort of esteemed and beloved colleagues, heaven knows what they're going to ask. Listen to that laugh from Mercato. Do you think at some I mean, point yes. I can just sort of creep over to the court and see if John Isner would like to get involved? OK, you said it would normally start with a fairly straightforward question, so let me start with what I believe to be, I shouldn't say that, but a fairly straightforward question. So everyone okay. happy if I, if I kick off things in the challenge with Chris, whose specialist subject is Roger Federer. And because we are here in London, it is the World Tour Finals. So Roger Federer has made the semi-finals of every World Tour Finals he has competed in except one. <gasps> Which one? Uh, oh, there's the clock, by the way. You oh, have 2009. Seconds. What's our... What's our... OK, you can stop the clock. What's our... Do we have a sign for this? So, eh, eh. Is that wrong? It's wrong. But he didn't make the semi-finals in 2009. Oh, oh, oh yes, he did. Oh, yes, yes. Of course, it was that day with all the all the maths, wasn't it? Oh gosh, the my, my second guess, which I know is I've got it wrong. So my sec- have a second my, guess. Have my second guess would be 2013. Oh dear, no, it's, it's all going horribly okay, wrong, horribly right. wrong. Oh, this is supposed to be an easy one. That, that, I thought that was. Uh, you should wait for my question later. It, 2008 is the answer. 2008. So to that the was question. the final of Djokovic and somebody. So. Yeah, OK, fine. That was the last one in Shanghai, and I wasn't there, so maybe that's why. I'm going to hand over to Naomi Cavaday with question number two, please, Naomi. Oh, hello. Hello. Question number two <laughs> is, um, which nations have never beaten Federer in more than ten attempts? So this means just any... So that players from nations that have never beaten him in more than ten attempts. There are two. Goodness, that's a really good question. Can we have the clock, Nations please? have never beaten Federer. Um, I would guess one of them might be Portugal. <laughs> no, OK. Another guess. This is a really good one. I can see he's beaten Australians. He wouldn't have played enough New Zealanders. Gosh, I'm... I'm uh, that's, a, that's a very good... Ten up. seconds, um, wrong part of the world. Ireland. No. Who would he play from Ireland? I don't know. <laughs> he hasn't James McGee and Colin Nillard are the only two. He hasn't been anyone from Ireland, that's for sure, but he hasn't played ten <laughs> times, that's for sure. Done. Ding, ding, ding. So, Naomi, the answer to your question, please. Well, uh, the top nation is Finland, because he, uh, because Niemann has played him 14 times, but has never won. So, in 14 attempts, Finland have never beaten him. And then second is Canada, because a combination of Raonic, Pospisil, Nesta and Niemeyer have never beaten him. Okay, I slightly misunderstood the question. I was looking for, yeah, all right, but no, very good question. I like it. I think we now bring in and say good afternoon to Miles McLagan. Miles, you are at the practice courts, I believe. Yeah, uh, Miles is here with me, and uh, we are watching Marcello Mello and Lucas Kubot train, which is great for Miles because he's going to be commentating on the on them, of course, very shortly. But Miles, straight over to you. Your first question. Hi, Chris. Um, just wonder, we, we focus so much on Federer's singles. Just wonder about the doubles. Uh, his highest ranking, uh, which year, if you, can, if you can tell us, and if and which doubles titles, how many he won? He won 
Haller with Eva Legro. He, oh gosh, his highest doubles ranking won't be that high. My guess is around 40. I suspect he's only won about three doubles titles. I'll I, jump in I there. I think he won one with Vavrinka. He's definitely won one with Allegro. He maybe won a two with Allegro. Um, wow. Four, this is, three, yeah, okay. two, um, one. Four tournaments. You can see who's in control of the clock there, can't you? Miles, would you like to give us the answer, please? So, correct answer was he, he was got his highest 24 in the world in 2003. Did he? Eight doubles titles. In fact, he's won, of course, the, the Olympic gold, and he's won a, one title at least the 1,000, the 500, and the 250 levels. Wow, that's interesting. He's won a five. He's won a, a 1,000 doubles title. Because I can't uh, with Max Mooney, I think, in, wasn't uh, it? It was in Miami with Max Mooney. Oh yes, yeah. very early. This section should be called yep. "Getting to Know Roger Federer." Seb, while we're at the practice course, what's your first question for Chris? Everybody's got two. I, I've got a little bit off piste. I've realised uh, with all these oh, other get questions. Get it together, Seb. Come on. <laughs> but um, okay, so Chris, what happened to Juliet the cow, who was gifted to Federer after winning Wimbledon in 2003? I hope it was nothing bad that happened to Juliet well, the cow. Well, I mean, it's perfectly there are conflicting natural. reports uh, he, on this. Um, <laughs> She went back, she had a calf on the hills above Gestad, and then she died about two years later. Seb, would you like to verify or, he or not? He doesn't even know. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a happy ending and a not-so-happy ending scenario. So Sports Illustrated reported that she had a calf and was cared for by a farmer in Gestad, and that's a very happy ending. But Roy Emerson, um, who's kind of the baddie in all this, who has a home in Gestart, apparently said that she was, um, wasn't producing enough milk, so she was sent to cow heaven. Well, Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, the, I certainly was aware of the first of those two. I wasn't aware of the second one, but uh, Roy Emerson, who um, the, the centre court in Gestart is now named after him, and he does mm. live in Gestart, he has a wicked sense of humour, so I wouldn't believe everything that he says. Uh, Peter Mikasa, it's your turn for your first I question. Just, I just love the fact that Seb just came up with a trivia question that had multiple answers. It's like, just take your pick. Let's go with it from well, there. I got one of them. You did. Well done. Well done. I mean, my first question, which got scrubbed out, was, is this an attempt to sell more copies of your book? Because you have written the biography of Roger Federer. Uh, it, it can be. All right. It's not my decision. But, but also, should I say, in Chris's defence, we approached Chris with the idea of picking a specialist subject. Well, he didn't turn it down. How many times... Chris, how many times in Roger Federer's career has he retired mid-match? I'll give you the easy question to start off with. Um, mid-match. If it's, if it's at all, it's only one. I'm trying to recall... I think there was one fairly recently, but he did say at one stage in a press conference, using the third person, Roger Federer doesn't retire. And so it's either one or zero, and if it's one, it's fairly recent. Well, which one is it? Uh, let's go for one. I just can't remember where it, which one it was. No, I have zero. Okay, yeah. zero. You never, right. re never retired. But that's incredible when you consider the longevity of his career. Yeah, but he has withdrawn from a couple, including yes. one final here when, yes. when he knew that he might not last. And, of course, he had a Davis Cup final five days later. Is anybody keeping track of this? Is it one? So far, the score total. Yes. Is it one? One. Okay. I'm, no, I'm just saying, if anyone can hear a little noise, we're just, they are hoovering around us, which is very nice. We're just beside the court. We're in the players' area, and they like to have the players' We're practising being a players' entourage, aren't we? We are. We have a little glass mm. bottle of water in front of us, should we so wish, and a lovely gentleman is just hoovering in front of us. So it's very sophisticated while we sit and play the Roger Federer Challenge quiz. Going on to our second question each, mine is, 
You knew that Roger Federer did the programme with Bear Grylls? Yes. Running wild or doing wild. It's on British television tonight, I think. That wasn't the question, but thank you for the answer. (laughs) Ding! (laughs) The question is... I get nothing for it. I get nothing for it. What did Bear Grylls make Roger Federer eat? Well, if you'd asked me that tomorrow, I could have told you, because I haven't seen the programme. You haven't seen it (laughs) yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. Um, Guess. uh, They're in the wild. Something a bit ill. I I gather he was quite game for this. Um, Now then, I wonder if the answer's game. Uh, So another theory on the cow. Let's say... They um, didn't eat Juliet. Worms. (laughs) Worms is the wrong answer. Would anyone else (laughs) on the team like to have a go at what Roger Federer was made to eat by Bear Grylls? Oh, no. Anybody in practice courts? Naomi, Seb, Miles, Peter? Worms? Fish Anybody? eyeball. Ah, uh, now I know you heard that through our producer who also <laughs> said that in my ear, so Peter doesn't get that, but it was a fish eye. Right. That he was made to eat, and apparently, as you say, he was very game. He crunched it, it's a little bit chewy, but he did very, very well. Well, there's one recording on my hard drive that may not get watched. Okay. Oh, oh spo- we should have oh. said sorry, Chris. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Well, well, no, maybe I've saved Chris now because he doesn't want to watch it. So I've saved him watching that particular part. Right. Let's. We pick a Seb. Back to you on the practice court. Your second question. It, does it still? Is it animal themed? Uh, no, this one isn't animal themed. Um, so, as you no doubt will know, Chris, Roger has a street named after him in Halle, the Roger Federer Allee. Yes. Uh, you, as a German speaker, will know that. Yeah. But what is at either end? of the Roger Federer Alley? Well, at one end is the entrance to the Halle um, Arena, the, the stadium, and at the other end is the official hotel and a sport park. It's very good. Ding. Do, we, do we, we need like a cheer or ding, something? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Very good. Well done. Well done. Well done. Uh, although, although, can I just interject? Yes, um, according to Google Maps, <laughs> at the other end from the Jerry Weber Sport Park is a plumbing supply store. So I'm not sure about the yes, hotel. No, you're absolutely right. There is, but that's uh, that's way the other side of the car park. So uh, the, the main part on, of it goes Seb. from the entrance to the main arena by this, uh, this ridiculously large stadium, 12,500-seater stadium in a, in a in a town with 20,000 inhabitants. And uh, the other end is the, the back entrance to the hotel and the indoor tennis court. Seb, how did you not know exactly where that plumbing store was? Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to going to Halle in 2019, so I I, uh, I I need all the help I can get on Halle. I'm so going to come you, back from the practice court into the commentary box. Naomi Cavaday, question two. I think Chris deserves a bonus point for that last answer. Thank, Thank you, Naomi. That was very descriptive. Thank Thank you. Me, 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 me. He got two answers right and then added to Seb's nonsense. So... <laughs> Uh, Right, my second question. Why did Federer not serve in the Swiss Army where they still have conscription? What Um, was his reason? I think he was... um, Because he had some tennis injury, he was allowed to miss it through being... um, well, the, the, the German word is untauglich, which means sort of unfit, um, you know, bodily incapable. Okay. I'm, I'm going to accept ding, it. Ding, ding. Yeah, I'm yep, going to accept it. I mean, the official thing was a, a back injury, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that Chris knew what he was talking about there. Points, points all round. I think, I think Chris is warmed up and ready to go now. I feel like the challenge is only just getting started. So practice courts, Miles McLaggen, it was a tough one from Miles first time round. Miles, what do you have to offer up with question number two for Chris Bowers? Chris, I'll take you back a bit. And I know they, they, they were all trying to be mean, so I think this will be quite simple for you. 1998 was the Federer's last year in the juniors. Yes. The last two Grand Slams, can you tell me what his last matches were and who they were against? 
Uh, he lost to Nalbandian in the US Open semi-finals. And he... Um, oh, if that was the last one, then Wimbledon was the one before, where he beats... Oh, gosh, was it... No, it was 90, yes. He beats um, Iraqi Labadze in the final and then won the doubles with Olivia Rockus. Absolutely, yeah. And just interesting, as ding, I was ding, looking ding. through it, his last tournament in the juniors was the Orange, the Orange Bowl, Bowl when in he Florida. Lost, when he and lost to in Nalbandian the round of again? 16, he beat a certain Ivan Sinkus, which is just ah. nice how things come back around. Interesting. Right. We are learning a lot about Roger Federer. Yeah, Chris he, is he, he, currently um, on fire. He had to, um, I think, reach the semi-finals of the Orange Bowl to end the year as world junior champion, which is the number one of the year. And that Orange Bowl that year was the year he dyed his hair blonde. Oh, yes. He turned but up with a blonde rinse. A bonus point, because we ding, talked ding, about ding, Federer ding, with ding, blonde ding. hair live on radio, I think has to be. I'm a little bit worried now, Chris. I'm putting you back into the hands of Peter Mercato for another question. Well, he might be catching fire, uh, our man Chris, but just be aware we've got one hour until the double starts, so he can't catch too much fire. According to atpworldtour.com, as of 1 o'clock this afternoon, how much prize money has Roger Federer won in his career? Um... To the nearest one. I, I know what he's, I know what Forbes <laughs> said he earned last year, but what was his prize money? No, overall for his career. Overall for his career. Uh, I'm going to have to guess at that. All I right. mean, I, I could have looked at the uh, ATPTalk.com prize money, but I didn't. Let's guess at 40 million US dollars. Uh, no. No. 107 million dollars. 107 million. Okay. He was uh, his earnings for 2017, 2018, according to Forbes uh, magazine, were 77 million dollars. Yeah, but how much is that? Is endorsement? That includes endorsements. How much is that? Is endorsements though? This I'm talking about just prize oh, money. Yeah, exactly. Well, his prize money. Pure prize money out of uh, 99 tournament wins and all the other stuff around yeah, it. Yeah. Well, no. If, if you say 40, 40 uh, if you say 107 million, I can believe that. Yeah. So, uh, Naomi, you keeping a, a check on the total here? Uh, I am, yes. He's doing well. And the total is? <laughs> you can keep it to yourself. <laughs> out, of ten, out of ten questions, he's got four right. Okay. But we got a bonus point. Got a bonus point. Does anyone have another Federer question for Chris? I have one I can throw in here. Okay. Do you know the name of the building that Federer lives in in Dubai? Um, I don't know whether this is hard or not. No, actually, I don't. Didn't he build it? No, he, he built. He built. I thought he, he built, built it. No, he built the place that he sold last year, ah. which was in Volarau on uh, Lake Zurich, um, and he's now got two places in Switzerland. But I don't know the name of the place he lives at in uh, Dubai. It's called Le Rev, the Dream. The Dream. He lives in okay. the Dream. He didn't build the Dream. Do we give Chris a bonus point there for the for the Swiss building knowledge? I like it. Add it. Ding ding. Practice court, gentlemen. Can we just go back to the um, the the money? Uh, career earnings question. We're on Miles's iPad. Yeah. Courtside here. What, what was the? What did we decide was the correct answer to that one? 107 million. What? Dollars or pounds? It's normally dollars. Is dollars. Because we're on the website and it says 118 million eight hundred and seventy-five thousand nine hundred and sixteen dollars. But but hey, what's 11 million between friends? Well, what yeah. what, what website are you looking at, or what year? ATPWorldTour.com. Oh, no, I'm talking about Peter. Yeah. ATPWorldTour.com. Well, Peter looked at it at lunchtime, so maybe something's happened in the last few hours, and he's just earned a, is that 11 million? A huge amount of money. You know, that's quite possible <laughs> in the world of Roger Federer. He has added to that. Uh, Seb Miles, any other question? Roger Federer questions? You would like the answers to or to test Chris Bowers with. It's the challenge, specialist subject, Roger Federer.
Well, I, I did have one more sort of question, which is a little more legitimate. Multiple more answers, than, Well, yeah, because it's kind of subjective, but Chris might know the answer. Which win does he consider to be his greatest achievement? Well, he was asked about it in his pre-tournament press conference about the, the, uh, the tournament victories of the 99 that he's won, which are the most satisfying. And he gave a number of tournaments which were nothing like the big ones you'd expect. Um, I, I, so I think it was one of the lower ranking ones, but um, I don't know because I wasn't in his press conference. I was, uh, I was doing something else at the time. So you have to tell me that one. He mentioned a whole bunch of different tournaments. He was talking about the start of his career, though. He did reel off a number of uh, tournaments, which before, uh, when do we sort of get into this 250-500 sort of range? Ones that would be sort of around your 250-500, towards the start of his career, well, was would, very focused. I would, he did mention Gestad in that, and I think mm. the reason why Gestad was so big for him was that his first tour match was at Gestad. He was given a wild card the day after winning the Wimbledon junior title. He wasn't allowed to go to the Wimbledon ball. His coach said, no, you're not going to Wimbledon ball. You've got your first ever full ATP match the following day. And he played Lucas Arnold, uh, an Argentinian doubles player, uh, in Gstaad on, the, on what's now called the Roy Emerson court. Uh, cows mooing around in, in the sort of immediate backdrop. And um, so therefore, when he won Gstaad years later, that was very, very satisfying for him. Um, I think the others that would figure he... Um, I don't think he ever won Marseille, but Marseille was his first final where he lost to Marc Rosset, who was a good friend of his. And his first ever title was in uh, Milan, where he beat a Frenchman called Julien Boutet in the final. The music stopped. Well, you I've, may have noticed that I've got, Can I just stopped. throw something else in, Gigi, while we've got the opportunity? Of, of all the, the research and everything that you've been researching about Roger Federer for your book and elsewhere, Chris, what's your most fascinating Federer fact that uh, folks out there may not know and all the, the work that you've done on his career? The fact that he was um, fined by a tournament for not giving his best efforts. This was uh, one of the early years he played in Dubai, a place he now lives in, where he was uh, playing, I suspect this must have been around 2002-ish, can't remember the exact year, and uh, he lost a match and was deemed to have not been giving his best efforts, and the tournament... Um, tournaments never like talking about um, appearance money, but they had offered him some appearance money. And they basically said, right, we're not paying you your appearance money because you haven't uh, tried hard enough. And uh, he came to an arrangement whereby as long as he agreed to play in, those tournament, in that same tournament for the next three years, they would reinstate his prize money, uh, his um, appearance money. And he did. And I think that one of the great things about Federer, he always learns from things. And for me... It's one of the remarkable things that he should ever have had an appearance fee withdrawn because he didn't try hard enough. I think those people who aren't holding a microphone, so that rules out most of us. Can we have a round of applause for Chris Bowers, please? That's it for the ATP Tennis Radio podcast in 2018. It's been a lot of fun. Remember, you can now listen on TuneIn, on atpworldtour.com, on iTunes and also on Spotify. Join us next week when we look ahead to a brand new season and that may just include the first of our time capsule predictions for 2019. Have a great new year.